Hey everybody, welcome back to the Time Pass Podcast. This is your host, Ashika. Thank you so much for joining me today, you guys. If you haven't done so already, please go ahead and like me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Follow me on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, you guys. The, the link for that is on my Instagram, or you can find it on my website, timepasspodcast.com. I would greatly appreciate it, and make sure to stay connected with me. Today, you guys, I wanted to talk about the pursuit of happiness. This subject came to my mind because I had a very impromptu and interesting conversation with my mom a couple months back, actually. I went over there and, you know, we were talking and she she, she was very unhappy and she kind of started unloading a little bit on me and everybody needs that. Everybody needs to unload on people every now and then, and I was gonna be there for her. And she started to tell me, I mean, she verbally said, I'm not happy. And when I heard those words, it struck a chord, it struck a chord with me, but I just, I got very concerned. And she said, you know, there were multiple reasons why she was feeling unhappy. I think everyone's been unhappy because they're stuck at home because of COVID. You know, my mom's retired. So she's like, I want to travel more. Um, We had just had this huge windstorm here in Sacramento and her fence had fallen. And she's like, now I have to get the fence fixed. That was an expense I wasn't uh, expecting to have. I have to get the tree in the backyard. It's grown too big. I got to get it cut down. And she's like, I just, I realized that I don't want the responsibilities of being a homeowner anymore. And she said, I'm not happy. And I kind of looked at her and I said, you know, because I take happiness very seriously. And I said, well, if you're not happy, then you need to do what you need to do to make yourself happy. Because guess what? I, I mean, I said, people judge me for it all the time, but I do what I need to do to make myself happy. So does my brother. So does my dad. Everybody does. You need to start doing that and stop worrying about what people will think. I was like, I I know that she likes her house because my daughter loves going over there. My mom is her primary caretaker when I'm working my day job. And I was like, you can't keep your house for, for my kid. You can't keep it for me. You can't keep it for my brother. I was like, if you want it, you keep it. If not, sell it. I was like, and I know it's easy for me to say, and I don't think she really liked what I had to say, but it was like, if somebody comes to me with a problem, I'm going to come up with solutions. And I said, sell your house, move in with me. I have plenty of space here. Uh, Go do your traveling and just live here when you want, you know, like whatever. And I was trying to come up with these solutions for her. And I was like, everybody deserves the right to be happy. Like you deserve the right to be happy. And I really, my heart really broke for her because, you know, I was raised by her as a single mom and her entire life, you know, she did very hard work, manual labor, blue collar work. She worked tons of overtime. She worked hard to support her kids. And at that point, she also raised our cousin who was living with us. So she had three kids and she was alone and she worked hard her whole life. Here she is retired. And now she's, she doesn't want the responsibilities of owning a home anymore, right? She has money saved up that she wants to spend on experiences and traveling because she was never able to do that when she was younger. Like I can now, she wasn't able to do that. She had three kids to look after. So I I was like, Hey man, like do what you need to do to be happy. Like make yourself happy. You're, I didn't say it, but it's like kind of running out of time here. 
But anyway, we had that conversation. I took it so seriously that I actually called. I, I conference called my dad and my brother that very second when I was there um, to have an impromptu family meeting and kind of told them, I was like, hey, this is I'm at mom's house. Like, this is what she's saying to me. What do you guys think? Like, this is the advice I gave her, blah, blah, blah. And everybody was kind of in unison. Like, hey, if you're not happy, you're not happy. Do what you need to do to be happy. And I'm thankful that my family can think that way in the, in the large frame of things. Not every family's like that. And I, I don't know if my mom was just having an off day and, and needed to unload a little bit. Nothing ever came of it. I think she got the fence fixed and, and things got better. The tree got cut and uh, she hasn't complained about that again. So, you know, and I've asked her a couple times, like, hey, how do you feel? And she's like, no, it's okay. You know, your brother and I talked and, you know, and I'm okay. I, I think I'm okay for now. And I was like, all right, well, I'm just saying, like, I'm just checking in on you. And I started to realize how difficult it really is to pursue the road to happiness, to your own happiness. At least for me, I can speak from my own experience. It wasn't easy to pursue the road to happiness for me. I I can give you a few examples. I mean, the first was my divorce. Being married and married for six years, I had my child at that point. She was a little over a year old and realizing, I think I started realizing after she was born about six months after when she was six months old, that I was so unhappy in that marriage. And, you know, having the difficult conversations with my mom and my my dad and my brother. And I mean, if you haven't heard the details of my divorce, please go back and listen to uh, the D word episode. I did a whole show on it. So please go ahead and listen to it. But that was really hard. And forget about telling the family, coming to terms with it myself was really hard for me because I came from a divorced family, right? My parents were divorced. And so I had always had this idea in my head growing up that when I got married, it was going to be the real deal. I was going to stick to it. I wasn't going to get a divorce. And I think I told my mom that. I think I actually told her that for several years. I told my brother, I mean, people that were close to me, my family knew that I always felt that, you know, when I got married, it was going to be forever. And life has other plans for you. It was just hard. It was hard to look at your six month old child and uh, and this husband who, who's treating you very well and realize, hey, I, I'm unhappy. This isn't working for me. I am not happy coming home. I'm not happy. I don't feel comfortable in my own home. I don't feel comfortable in my own skin. I've lost sight of who I am as a person. To have that conversation with the South Asian family household also is not easy because a lot of them don't understand. And I said it in the D word episode, but you know, my mom's first reaction was, hey, he doesn't do drugs. He's not an alcoholic. He doesn't beat you. What more do you want? My answer was simple, two words, personal happiness. And it wasn't a hard road. Besides getting through to my family, and they all got on board eventually, then I had to get through to extended family. And people really didn't understand because my ex-husband was a great guy. And they were like, well, what do you... I remember... I remember after I separated, my brothers came here. So my brother and my dad came to visit. It was my birthday. They came to visit. They drove up from LA and came to Sacramento. And I didn't know that two of my very near and dear cousins, um, 
their brothers as well that they were surprising me and coming to visit me for my birthday because the the younger brother his birthday is just the day after mine and we hadn't celebrated our birthdays together since we were children and I remember they all showed up and I was like well I guess everyone's gonna find out now that I'm separated because you know my husband wasn't here and I remember my brothers were here and the, and the one that's closest in age to me he was kind of like what's going on man like don't you realize I've never had to worry about you I I've had to worry about some of our other sisters our other cousins but I've never had to worry about you you were like a, a good deal I knew you were taken care of I knew that you were in a in a good place and respected and everything he's like now I'm gonna have to worry about you you know they really didn't understand now his older brother and I are, are very close and he was just kind of like what's going on he kind of caught me we had a conversation outside the house and on my porch actually we were sitting out there and he goes what's going on and I kind of filled him in and uh, he's more of a sensitive soul like me and so he was like all right I get it you know you got to do what you got to do to be happy but it was it was hard because what his younger brother uh reaction was was what a lot of my family thought you know from the outside looking in my life was perfect and so to have to go against everything that I believed myself about getting married and staying in a marriage, looking at my daughter and realizing that she's going to grow up ping-ponging between two households, having to break the news to my family who's all been through divorce, my mom, my dad, my brother, they all knew the pain, the heartache, and the struggle, all the court system and everything was going to be, and then extending that out to my extended family and letting them know, like, hey, yeah, this didn't work out when they all love the guy. It was really hard and part of me was you know I had that classic thing like right like what will people say because part of me really a fear of mine was like that like this whole family is divorced right mom's divorced dad's divorced brother's divorced of course she was gonna get divorced too I didn't want that stigma to be attached to my family to our little unit of a family so it was hard to come to terms with all that but I had to stand in my truth and I had to stand in my power and I chose happiness. I, I always tell people this, but you get one life to live and I am going to live it to the best of my capability and I, I don't get a redo. So I don't want to be unhappy in this life. Plus, there's so many studies out there that kids will watch your relationship and what they see the parents acting at as at home is what they will then look for. Well, me and my ex-husband were strangers in this house. We had two different lives. We didn't have much in common sitting on opposite ends of the couch. I didn't want my daughter to grow up seeing that and I knew that it was just gonna keep getting worse. And so I made the choice. Yes, it's gonna be harder for her now, but I don't want her adult life to be affected by an unhealthy relationship that she's witnessing every day. So that was probably the first time I chose happiness for myself in a really big way. And it was a really hard step. It wasn't easy. It's hard. I would say a lot of times traveling, right? Traveling makes me very happy. I enjoy it. I solo travel. I travel with friends. I even travel with my daughter. The kid's six years old and she's been to Fiji twice already. That's, you know, she lives a, a charmed life, but 
I do do a lot of solo travel and travel with my friends. And I have to tell you, every time I travel with my friends, my extended family, they judge me. They're like, oh, what are you doing? Oh, this is why you want to be single, huh? So you can just go run off and do whatever you want. Where's your kid? Who's watching your kid? Oh, did you just leave your leave your daughter with your mom? Is that like, that's not fair to your mom. Like, what are you doing? And I'm like... People assume so much without even knowing like, hey, I have 50-50 custody of my child. I plan my vacations when I don't have her, when she's with her dad. And if my vacations do overlap, that's a conversation that me and her father have. And it's like we either switch a weekend or when he goes on vacation, I take her on more. It's a very symbiotic relationship. It's it's fine. Those are the details that nobody needs to know. It's none of their business. And traveling makes me so happy. Yet everyone makes it their business. And I know every time I'm on a trip or when I come back from a trip, I'm going to hear. I'm going to hear all the comments. Where did you go? Who did you go with? Why did you go? You just want to stay single. You just want to keep traveling. Where was your daughter? Or you just left your daughter. I take my daughter on plenty of trips. She's been to Fiji with me, as I mentioned. She's been to Southern California with me plenty of times. But there are times where I need to travel alone because of the nature of the trip I'm trying to explore. You can't take a six-year-old along with you everywhere. Plus, she's in school now. So it's hard. It's not easy. And part of me, sometimes I'm like, oh, should I not post that I'm traveling on social media? Should I not share any pictures from my trip? Should I not tell people that I'm going or should I just not go? Because I don't want to deal with all the questions and accusations when I come back home. But it's like... Traveling makes me happy. So you know what? I'll deal with it. And the way I look at it is I just come from a place of kindness and I keep educating my family. You know, when I get those phone calls like, oh, where did you go? You went alone? Blah, 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 blah. I don't let it bother me. These people, they're my family. I love them, but they don't really... Nobody pays my bills, so I don't really owe anybody an answer as to what I'm doing. I try to come from a place of kindness. I try to educate them. I love my relationships, so I keep them intact, and I worked hard at them. So, you know, I, I don't get disrespectful. I don't lash out. I just try to educate them. Like, hey, yeah, I went for this trip. No, it's not practical to take a child with you to your first trip to India. No, you can't do that. No, it's not practical. I did not leave my daughter with my mom. That's not what I did. She's actually with her dad. It was his weekend. So I took advantage of my alone time and scheduled this trip. So I like to come from that place, but it's not easy. You know, I'm, I I think sometimes when people see you doing things and pursuing your happiness, either they're not doing it or they're coming from an unhappy place and they've got all these questions and they try to bring you down and rain on your parade. And I just, I, I just try to let it go and, and educate them and, and, remember that I'm doing this because it makes me happy. And so it's, it's hard, you know, I would say starting this podcast, right after my career, you know, I've been in the same field for over 18 years, over 18 years. And I'm very passionate about that field as well. Uh, I I, I like to step up and, and be a leader in that field to other colleagues. And I'm a part of associations and things, but When I started doing this podcast, somebody reminded me, when I started doing it, I got reminded that I 
at one point in time really was into creative pursuits, that that's what I wanted for myself when I was a child, when I was in school, when I was going through those years. I really thought that I would be doing something in the creative field and life happened and I got a job and it became my career and I invested 18 years into it. And yes, it makes me happy, but the sort of fulfillment I get from this is very, very different. It's very, very different. It's a passion project and it's not easy, right? I still have a day job. I work full time, uh, five days a week. I'm an on call sort of employee. So sometimes I have to answer calls and deal with things on the weekends, evenings, nights, it's fine. But I fit this in when I get home after being a mom, after making dinner, after trying to retain some sort of social life, I find time to work on this because it's a passion project. What that means is I've heard a lot of complaints from family and friends since I started the podcast. And the complaints are like, my mom, her number one is, oh, you're always on your phone. Because unfortunately I am always on my phone because I'm engaged in social media. I'm on Clubhouse. I'm responding to comments. I'm checking emails. I'm doing things that need to be done. So yes, I'm always on my phone. I'm not idle on my phone. I'm actually working on my phone. And that's her second complaint. Oh, you always say you're working. You're working on this. You're working on that. I have no idea what you're doing. I think you just say that you're working so you don't have to help me with this or, or spend time with me or whatever, you know, and it's, it's very hard to listen to those those sorts of comments from your family sometimes and and you feel you start to feel bad you know you really do start to feel bad and I have a a really good friend of mine she's been a friend of mine for years and it literally took her about two and a half weeks to book this lunch this uh, dinner date with me it was dinner and she was like you know we were texting and she's like gosh you're always busy because she was like what about this night that night that night and I was like I can't I have a meeting I have this I have that and she's like it seems like I have to make an appointment just to see you now and I looked at her and I said yeah you kind of do like I'm very scheduled and so that's that's kind of how I'm combating the loss of time um I don't see it as a loss of time you know I I I enjoy doing this, it's a passion project. I can work on this all day, (laughs) but to deal with the loss of time and and how busy I am, I have to schedule things out in my calendar. And if I don't schedule things out, it just won't happen. And so that's what I told my friend and we ended up meeting for dinner and I know we had a great time. And and that's what I told my mom, you know, and it's a little harder for her, it's a little harder for a South Asian parent to understand that they need to schedule time with you. She's still very much struggling with that. She very much is. because she she's used to that instant gratification, you know, like, hey, I want to go do this. Are you free? And in the past, I may have been free and I was able to hop up and go. Well, I can't anymore. And so she doesn't like that. Right. I, I think she doesn't. I don't know if she thinks I'm avoiding her or what, but it's a little harder for her. But I think she's catching on. She's she's getting to know, you know, the other day she was like, well, I don't know. You're seems like you have your whole day planned out. And I was like, I do. I need to schedule my day. <laughs> I need to schedule my day or nothing's going to get done. And it, and it's hard, but that's just the way I have to live my life now. And I don't mind it because I love what I'm doing, but it's really hard for other people to understand. Even my best friends, you know, they'll be like, hey, let's go do this. And I'm like, I can't. I got to get the show out. I got to work on some content. I got to work on some graphics. And I get FOMO, you know, because I get FOMO and I want to hang out with my friends and do things. But it, it requires me to make that sacrifice. And it's okay. It's okay to say no. It's okay that you're going to miss some things. 
because the gratification and satis- satisfaction that I get from working on the show and, and putting this content out is, is really high. And I'm not saying that I don't, I make time for other things too. I make time for my friends. I make time for my family. I just have to schedule it in. And it's hard because it's, it's so pursuing this is, again, it's hard to pursue when you hear a lot of negativity about what you're doing. And it's hard because you got to educate people. I have extended family that I don't have time to talk to anymore. They call and they just want to unload or, or 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 talk to me about what's going on. And I'm like, okay, okay, like I, I'm busy. I got to do this. I got to do that. And everybody's kind of like, oh yeah, go do your thing. Go do your thing. Go do work on your show. Work on your podcast. And it's hard, you know. It's 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 hard to not give in to those comments and that negativity or just the disappointment. I don't like disappointing people. So just the disappointment that people feel when you're not available to them like you used to be, it's hard. But the road to happiness isn't easy, you know? There's highs and there's lows. And I think that there's ways to combat it, you know? And and I think sometimes I need a break too. Sometimes I, I get home from work and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do this, this, and this today for the show. And then I get home and I start reading or I just sit down on the couch and I'm like, you know, I just need a rest day. I just need a day when I'm not doing anything and I just, for my mental health, I need it. So you need to be able to take care of yourself and pursuing your happiness. You know, I talked about, you know, my divorce. I talked about my travel. I talked about the show. It's not easy. It's a hard road. You're always gonna, there's always gonna be negativity. There's always gonna be somebody that you're disappointing, but it's so important to really pursue your your happiness. And like I said, I, I try to live by the motto that, you only get one life. So try to live it to the best of your capability. You don't want to have regrets at the end of your lifetime when you're sitting on the porch and hanging out and old and wrinkly and a grandparent. I don't want to have regrets about things I wanted to do. I want to have memories and stories to tell my grandchildren and children. I don't want to be sitting there thinking, oh, I should have done this. I should have done that. Nope. I want to have stories to share. It's part of the reason why I travel and I, I take my daughter and expose her to traveling and I always bring her bring her back trinkets from wherever I go is because I really want to instill a love of travel in her because travel opened my eyes to so many things that I just, I don't want her. Sometimes we get this tunnel vision and we just focus on our everyday life, where we live, our city, our town, our school, our friends. And when you start traveling, you see that there's a big, big world out there and I intend to see all of it. And I want my daughter to have that same curiosity and I want her to be exposed to those same cultures and experiences and people and places because it's such a rich, rich life to do that. It's uh, You'll live a very fulfilling life. So I'd like to, I saw this quote, I don't remember what it was, but I saw it on Pinterest and I saved it. I don't even know who said it, but I like it. There's no road to happiness. It's more of a winding path through hills and valleys. In the end, it's the journey that matters. And that is couldn't be so far from the truth. Going through all the struggles I've gone through, dealing with the ups and downs of things, there were highs and there were lows, and it's just a pursuit. It's the pursuit of happiness. And everyone has the right to pursue 
their own happiness. I know it can be hard sometimes, it can be difficult, but you have the right to pursue your happiness. You get one life. Please, please do not waste it. Do not end up with regrets. I know it's hard, but stand in your power and you have a right to be happy. So please do whatever it takes to make yourself happy. All right, you guys, that's all I got for you today. Um, real quick, if you haven't done so already, please follow me on Facebook at Time Pass Podcast. Check me out on Instagram at Time Pass underscore podcast. Uh, follow my YouTube channel. You'll find that on my website, timepasspodcast.com. And if you have time, please take a second and give me a review on iPodcast. I would greatly appreciate it. Five stars, please. And write a short review. Feel free to shoot me an email too. I always ask you guys to engage with me. DM me on Instagram. Shoot me an email at timepasspodcast at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you, hear your thoughts on anything that I'm talking about, you guys. Stay authentic, you guys, and I'll see you next time.